0: Uh, So, my name is Zane McMillan. I'm a Wiradjuri man. My family are from Trangy, New South Wales. We are Uncle Charlie's Taste of Country. We are 100% Aboriginal-owned and a majority family-owned business. Um, So, we're a family majority family-owned company. So, me, so I'm one of the co-CEOs. My dad is the other co-CEO. My auntie Bloss or Faye. She is the other one and Diane. Deanne. Um, we do have another owner as well, um, but we're a majority family-owned business. We're 100% Aboriginal-owned. Um, yeah, so me, dad, two siblings. And we yeah, we want to get you f- nicely seasoned popcorn, popped popcorn with all native Australian ingredients. And yeah, get you to learn the stories about where these ingredients come from and the nations that have provided this food to you. We knew that we wanted a family owned and, you know, we wanted our, we wanted a family business where we could be connected together um, and to do something that would be impactful and help a lot of people help create jobs, etc. So we knew we wanted to use all native Australian ingredients. Uh, the idea was floated, I think, Think by my stepdad um, Pete that we should oh we should maybe we should use popcorn, um, and it went from there. Um, we tried all of our different flavour combinations, so we used the AnFlab AnFab, Anfab flavour wheel uh, to get all the different native Australian herbs and spices, and start testing what combinations would work well together. We knew that we wanted at least three uh, native ingredients per popcorn flavor. Um, And yeah, it was just a lot of trial and error. And we eventually found our three current flavors. And that, yeah, is initially how it started. Lots of trial and error. That's what I would say. And a lot of learning along the way, but it was good. So if you go, if you just Google and fab flavor wheel, um, it tells you a lot of primary Australian native herbs and spices and puts it together on this really nice colorful wheel to show you what would go well and what pairs well um, and what category things sit with. Because a lot of these ingredients, you know, our popcorn will taste a lot different, well, very different to anything you've tasted before. Australian native ingredients have incredibly unique flavors Um, and one of our other goals was, you know, these flavors have always been here and always been used by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. And, you know, we wanted to show people what was already there. Um, and yeah, using the ANFAB flavor wheel helped us out a lot in finding things that would pair well together. So you have bush tomato and river mint. So, which also contains a bit of pepper leaf and Murray river salt, um, but bush tomato and river mint the two we always wanted a primary flavor and a secondary flavor that was what was recommended to us um bush tomato has a nice savory taste and the river mint is a beautiful mint it's it's the best smelling flavor by far i would say um river mint has a really nice smell um and yeah bush tomato and river mint is our nice savory flavor it would pair quite well with i don't know maybe a gin and tonic or a glass of wine or something if that's what people enjoyed. Um, so that's one of our flavors. We have Davidson plum and finger lime, which is our citrusy flavor. It's has like got a nice zest to it. It's our most colorful flavor as well. It's a nice pink, which comes from the Davidson plum itself. Um, really strong flavor. Like I said, really strong citrusy, zesty flavor. It'll make you real thirsty real quick. Um, this used to be my personal favorite flavor, actually, but then we rejigged how we did our seasoning a bit by adding some more salt and just finally blending the um, seasoning some more. And bush tomato ended up taking over being my favorite flavor, but Davidson plum is a nice close second. And then we have our most popular flavor, which is Sunrise Lime and Kwandong. This is a really nice, beautiful sweet flavor it makes you salivate um the sunrise lime is a sweet citrusy flavor and that kwandong gives it a little bit of a nice aftertaste i would say it really sits with you and like i said it really does make you salivate i think it's the flavor that most people like because it's not too different from what you've tasted before but it's that nice in between of wow i've never had anything like this but this is really nice um yeah sunrise lime and kwandong is a good flavor I hadn't really grown up with them just because they're not frequently used flavors. It's only been in the last while that I would say that, you know, people have realized what flavors have been here. Um, and once we started getting into that and looking at the stories, uh, which is another thing that we want to bring to people is the stories of where these, um, ingredients are grown. Um, you know, stories of the nations that they're grown on, um, it, yeah, it wasn't necessarily something I grew up with, I'd say, but it's been a nice learning curve for me. Um, and I think everyone in my family to just gives you a bit of that connection to not just your own country, but the ingredients we're using aren't just from Waradjuri country. They're from all over Australia. Um, and, yeah, it's been a nice experience. Growing up, I was always told that, yep, yeah, you know, just being a Wiradjuri person is part of your
1: identity. So we pop and season it in
0: Kuliman, which is where we've started. My aunt moved a few years ago. Kuliman, uh is a town... Uh, about 33 Ks from Wagga Wagga in New South Wales. And we always had the idea that, you know, we want to pop and season regionally and that would be on Wiradjuri country. So Coolamon, and eventually we want to be in Trangi as well. And Trangi is a really important part of this whole uh, product because it's where my family are from. So Uncle Charlie, the person that it's named after the company moved there as a young kid with his siblings uh and he was a drover of sheep and cattle and was kind of the face well no we're not kind of he was and sort of still is the face of trangi they still have a picture up of him uh in the town itself and he was a wiradjuri elder is a wiradjuri elder was fluent in wiradjuri and we thought that yeah he would be the perfect person to named the company after just because he because he was a drover and traveled so far around he got accustomed to all these ingredients and you know the stories about where they're from and he was known for being a happy man as well really happy guy fun guy loved his movies um and that connection to Trangi for us is really important through Uncle Charlie and also with dad and his siblings because they grew up in Trangi. I didn't grow up in Trangy, um, but I have been there. Um, but, yeah, it's – sorry, it's, it's, it's quite a complicated answer. I'm trying to – I would say that's the best way of putting it, actually. Um, Trangi is important. Wiradjuri country is important. And going back to what you were saying with growing up with these ingredients, even though it wasn't necessarily me – Uncle Charlie, who was yeah my great grandmother's brother, you know, got a good idea of a fair amount of these ingredients through being a drover, and that all comes back to Trangie, which is yeah important to us and what's all over our website as well. Is Trangie is an important and special place for us just because that's where Uncle Charlie was grew up and did a lot of his yeah was his his home. He was always known for having a smile when I was saying before that he was a bit of a movie buff, he used to go to the cinemas and I guess he'd call it heckling. He'd, uh, they'd be watching Cowboys versus Indians and he would always tell, think where the Cowboys, where the Indians were. And he always used to hide behind the chair and pretend to. Yeah. He messed around and pretended to be an Indian. I think he was a bit of a, he was a character he wanted to be a yes he wanted to be a cowboy or an indian and make the kids smile and that's again one of the reasons why he's so fondly remembered in trangy and is the face of trangy because everyone loved to go to the outdoor cinema and yeah he he was remembered
1: for doing stuff like that
0: We had to first create the company itself, um, which was more dad's forte. That was dad's thing. He was good at that. Um I initially and my aunts were just investors in it and believed in the idea and said, you know, we believe in the idea of popcorn with all native Australian ingredients, so let's get it going. Um I don't remember the exact day. I feel like it was March or April last year when we started forming it itself, but we didn't really start popping popcorn itself until November. The first day that we popped was my birthday. So November 15th um, was the first day that we officially started popping some popcorn and trying to really nut out our processes and, uh, and refine our processes for how we wanted to get things out to market. Um, so the summer in between uni was really busy for me because there was a lot of driving to and from Coolerman to Forbes to Melbourne. Um, yeah, lots of driving to get corn and oil and, you know, sorting out how we're going to season these ingredients, because it's one thing to try the ingredients, uh, with your friends and family in small amounts, but then once you have to bulk make it, that's another learning curve. Figuring out how to pop was really hard in the popping machines. We had to buy all the machines, learn about which machines weren't so good to use, which were good to use, and then procuring new machines. Um, expanding the business, going to trade fairs has been new. We went to Supply Nation and the Aga Gift Fair. Um yeah, it's been a lot of learning and yeah, we, we, we didn't start popping until, until December. So we've done a lot in eight months um, and we've got our faces out there quite quickly, I would say. Um, it's been good,
1: but hard, but good.
0: Yep, so we have two popping machines. They're kind of in this weird... It's not exactly a cylinder. It's it's kind of a cylinder with a rounded base that's like a hemisphere. Um, we have two of those. We mainly just use one because we like to pop one kilo at a time with a certain amount of oil, so we have a nice refined recipe. We pop the popcorn in the oil and the salt, and these machines are perfect for that because pop a kilo, use an air compressor, which, uh, makes the popcorn machine tip out the popcorn, put it into some buckets. We, um, that are all food safe. We drain out the unpopped corn kernels. Um, and these popping machines are good for that. We have a band sealer because we heat seal our bags. We don't like to wax seal our bags just because it's a uh, more environmentally friendly. Um, and yeah, we have a weigher, which was good for a while. But we're going to hand hand we're going to hand weigh the bagging for now, just because it's it's actually quite fun to be honest. Um, I like being in the popping room um, and hand weighing everything and then sealing it. It's quite good. Um, but yeah, at this point, we'd use three machines primarily, and yep, they were hard to source. And Well, not exactly hard to source, but hard to really get used to them and uh, start believing in them is what I would say because sometimes machinery can be kind of temperamental. Nothing better than a fresh pop of, uh, yeah, some nice salted, yeah. This, it has this beautiful buttery taste and smell in the room is really nice. And then when you taste some of that fresh pop, uh, it's really nicely salted with the Murray River salt. Murray River salt is a beautiful flavour. Um, tastes a lot stronger than most salts uh, in a really a good way. If people like salt, um, they'll love Murray River salt. And one of the things that we want to to work with more is yeah, Murray River salt. We have Murray River salt, you know, done along the Murray. I'll say we have ingredients from South Australia, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria. Um, If you look at the lids that we have, the lids of our 20-gram, 100-gram boxes, if you open them up and put them on a um, scaled map of Australia, it shows you where the ingredients are from. And on our website, we do want to – we're working on – QR codes and geolocations to get nice long detailed answers to what you've just asked where with we're, we're showing you where it's from and not just the nation it's from but you know who grows it and their story and how they came to be doing this and stuff like that so yeah we have food from all over a lot of different nations and we want to be able to tell people that, and we will through the technology that we're going to be working on suppliers or with suppliers on. We we want it to be a nice festive thing because we you want to share happiness with your friends and family. That's a lot of what we want um, at parties. So the packaging itself, the base, the coolerman opens out, so it kind of, it turns into a bowl, um, and the 100 gram box. Is great for sharing. You you open up the lid. You open off. You take off the belly band. Open up the this lid. This is the producer. Open up the box. You in the pour in production. your popcorn. I'm Dan Ballant. You share it amongst your friends and some family. Of That's the ideal farmers, situation that we would want. Everyone's having a Follow good time. Us on Instagram at they've got popcorn that for most people tastes different to com anything com they've ever tasted au. before, and sometimes smell completely different to anything they've smelt, um, and Yeah, being happy and sharing the food is what we would
1: want it to be.
0: I would say, firstly, it's important to us just because that's who we are. That's how we've always been raised. So, you know, my aunts, my two aunts, my dad... Myself, always been raised as, you know, Aboriginality and being Wiradjuri was just a part of our identity. So, you know, just us owning the business in and of itself makes it, you know, an important thing that we say, you know, Aboriginal-owned business working with all Native Australian ingredients, being respectful of the nations that we're getting the ingredients from and wanting these nations, not us telling stories for them, but wanting these nations to tell their story. And just us having, be, having us as that kind of medium um, to get their stories out there was really important and is really important to us. It also, I think, gives us a different perspective. For example, a huge part of Aboriginal culture you know, is, is country and uh, connection to country and wanting to protect country. And that's why we try our packaging is environmentally, uh, we want it to be fully a hundred percent environmentally sustainable. We, the coolamans, coolamans is a word, which means dish of bark or wood. Um, is an important part of our packaging and the, 20 and 100 gram boxes that we have where is is biodegradable the bags themselves are heat sealed like i said and i think us being an aboriginal owned business really wants us to push that we need to be environmentally sustainable just because we want to protect country and that i think is yeah definitely personified by us being an aboriginal owned business through that connection to country um the packaging itself was is also again connection to family and country it has designs by our good family friend prue and my cousin peter joy uh the in the base it's hard to describe vocally the packaging it's something that you just kind of have to see because it's really nice beautiful packaging um the base, it has a lid, a base, and a belly band with a metal foil bag that's heat sealed inside. The base is embossed with weaving, and that's the, that weaving is what was designed by my cousin, Peter Joy, and she has a nice company, Wiradjuri Wave, where she does her art, um, Wiradjuri art. And yeah, that, again, being Aboriginal-owned, just those things, I think, that a lot of subtlety But at the same time with the packaging, not subtle because it's such an important part is, yeah, it's culminated by the fact that we are an Aboriginal business and we do believe in the things that we're doing in terms of protection of country and connection to family. And yeah, I don't think it's a common thing with other businesses and I think it is what separates us and we're proud to be that because that's just who we are and what we want to do. I would say one of the trade shows we went to supply nation was all about bringing Aboriginal businesses together from across Australia um, and networking with other Aboriginal businesses. So there is for sure a network out there for any other Aboriginal businesses that are starting up to tap into. You just need to look and have a search and it's out there. And, you know, a great thing that we've learned about just being a small business in general is, you know, the willingness of other businesses to help you out. Like you, if you reach out, you know people will help you. And um, Gourmet Brands, our distributor, our whole so the the largest Australian gourmet food provider, you know, you'd think that oh wow, you know this this company they're so big and stuff like that, and they won't give us the time of day. And no, they do. Everyone cares about each other. They're more than willing to help. And that is the same for this. This Aboriginal network and Torres Strait Islander network of businesses, it does exist and everyone is more than willing to help each other. It's been a really nice experience and that's been a really nice part of starting this business has just been seeing this network and this willingness to help each other. So yes, the network is out there and it's a good one. I'd say our ambitions are a good tie in with one of our big ethos in our company, which is we want to be a successful and profitable company, but we never want to be, and this will be important because now it'll be officially on record. We never want to be, um, we, we don't really want to do profit for the sake of profit, if that makes sense. Like we don't want to be the kind of company that's like, well, we can automate this here to make us, you know, the owners and directors a bit more money, but forego jobs we don't want to be a company like that um so we're we're doing well at that now and i, I want that and i th- we want that to be a an important thing that we have going into the future we we want to be a company that is regionally based and we want to make as many jobs as possible just in these really difficult economic times that's really important to us in fueling the economies of coolum and and trangi um is going to be a huge thing for us. And we want to release new products. We have some nice new products in the works that the works that we want to be out by end of year that I think will be really cool. Um, and we just want to be a successful profitable, but at the same time, you know, environmentally sustainable and an ethical business that does the best thing by the people of Australia, both, you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander as well as just every Australian, um, That is really important to us and that's one of the things that we founded this on is just we want to show people that we can be a successful business whilst at the same time doing the right thing, I would say. And that's what I would like to us. That's where I see ourselves is we do be successful and we do do the right thing. The opportunities, I think there are a lot just depending on what you do with the business itself. Native Australian ingredients are... Have become a huge thing recently, Uh, and they go hand in hand with gourmet foods because that's how they're viewed. I would say by society, it's a bit um. Oh, these native Australian ingredients—they seem a bit special, even though they've always been there. Um, There are lots of opportunities out there, I think, for new businesses, especially Aboriginal-owned businesses, because this, you know, now that we've learned a bit a lot (laughs) after many mistreatments and stuff of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the past having stuff and businesses that are Aboriginal owned and Torres Strait Islander owned are so important and the opportunities are there for people that want to get in on that who yeah if you're if you're an Indigenous person and you want to start a business and you believe in it you you can get it started um because there are a lot of opportunities out there. And in terms of difficulties, uh, wouldn't be anything different to what you've experienced before. Um, yeah, I, that's that's all I would say on it probably. I don't want to be negative or anything like that. It's ultimately been a good experience. The opportunities are there. And when things get tough uh, in terms of being uh, how experiencing, you know, difficulties for being an Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander-owned business. It's nothing that you, you can't get through, is all I'll say, and you're strong enough to do it. feels pretty good i would say uh it's been interesting because when you're a small business right like even though i'm the co-seer and everyone you know i, I talked to when i told my friends because i i'm only 24 and all my friends are all my age are a bit younger from you know 20 to 25 um, you, you know, you're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be the co CEO of this business. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, that sounds so fancy and stuff. But because we're a small business, you know, I'm out there in the popping room, popping with some of our employees, which I really enjoy. I think it's really fun. Um, it's interesting because we're small, we have to do so much. And working with family has been quite good. Uh, it's a very different dynamic, which at times can be challenging, but most of the time is quite good. We get a lot done, I would say. Um, and overall, it's been, yeah, an enjoyable experience, which I enjoy because I like being busy. So, because we're small, there's just so many different things that we have to get around and so many things that we have to do um, that it's been good and it's been different to what I've learned before. Cause I've only just graduated uni and it's different to what I was doing in my degree. So yeah, it's been a good experience.